Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. This is a very different show than I originally planned, and it was put together at pretty much the last minute. For those of you listening for the first time, normally we start the show with our theme song of Avalon, played by Red Nichols and his Five Pennies. Normally we bring you a variety of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Normally, we've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. Normally, we try not to be controversial or overtly political. But things are not normal. They haven't been for some time, what with the COVID pandemic and our previous administration and its consequences. But now we've got Vladimir Putin invading the sovereign democratic country of Ukraine. Again. This was actually going to be a normal show until yesterday when a Facebook memory reminded me that I have some vintage recordings of Ukrainian folk songs and thought I might be able to put together a whole show as my feeble but sincere attempt at support for the people of Ukraine. To be sure, the music I'll be playing is not everyone's cup of tea, particularly an hour of it, and so I'll be playing individual records rather than several at a time and giving what little commentary, insight, and history I can along the way. So I hope you'll stick with me for the next hour on this musical journey to Ukraine. We're going to start with a Ukrainian folk song titled Vyut Vitra, which translates as Stormy Breezes. Oh, 
was the Ukrainian folk song Vyut Vitre, sung by Igor Gorin from Victor 4328-A, recorded January 26, 1937, in Hollywood. Gorin wrote that arrangement, and this being a Victor Red Seal record, Victor's premium, generally classical label, the orchestra was directed by Nathaniel Shilkrit, not Nat Shilkrit. Ukrainian Jewish baritone and music teacher Igor Gorin also known as Charles, was born Ignaz Greenberg on October 26, 1904, in what is now the Lviv region of Ukraine. When he was 15, the family moved to Vienna, Austria, where he worked a series of mundane jobs, but was exposed to American Western films, developing a fascination with cowboys and horses. He took voice lessons from the distinguished Viennese voice teacher Victor Fuchs, and from 1926 to 1929 studied piano, music theory, and voice at the Vienna Music Academy. He was soon a star of the Czechoslovakian State Opera and made his first visit to the U.S. in 1930, not as an opera singer, but as a cantor. With the rise of Hitler, Gorin permanently emigrated to the U.S. in 1933, where he became known as the Prince of Baritones. He appeared at Town Hall and Radio City Music Hall in New York, as well as on numerous radio and television programs. He appeared in opera performances with various companies across the country, including one guest appearance with the Metropolitan Opera in 1964. He retired from singing in 1966 and taught music at the University of Arizona. Igor Gorin died of cancer on March 24, 1982, in Tucson. He included Viet Vitre on every one of his programs because he felt the opening plaintive lullaby in a minor key reflected perfectly the simple life of his people while the sudden burst into lively dance, shouts, and laughter displays their unpredictable temperament. We'll hear the flip side of that record at the end of the show. And the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. I'm Glenn Robison. But we're here predictably each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, at 88.7 on your FM dial, at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial, and anytime at all, 24-7 at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. The trembita is a traditional alpine horn made from hollowed halves of spruce or fir and bound with birch bark. They range in length from 1 to 3 meters and have a musical range of over 2 octaves. They're found mainly in the Carpathian Mountain region of western Ukraine and have a strong sound that can carry over 10 kilometers. 
They've been used for centuries by herdsmen to drive their sheep and as a means of communication by people, using predetermined signals to give notice to the community of a death, funeral, or wedding. The trembita is sometimes included in modern symphony orchestras as an exotic instrument. This next record is by a group called the Trembita Ukrainian Orchestra, but you won't hear them playing a trembita. The Trembita Ukrainian Orchestra, directed by Billy Gula, with a tune called Rushkova. Now, if phonetic spelling and Google Translate are to be trusted, Rushkova means carob in Ukrainian. Carob, of course, being that mediocre substitute for chocolate you find in health food stores. I may be way off base with this whole idea because Serotonia siliqua grows primarily in the eastern Mediterranean region. But there you go. Anyway, I do know that Rushkova was recorded in New York on February 5, 1930, and issued on Victor V-21112-B. And I also know that it was written by M.O. Havaronsky. 
Mikhail Orest Havaronsky was born September 15, 1892, in Zalishki in western Ukraine. After graduating from seminary in 1912, he studied at the Lysenko Music Institute in Lviv and by the early 1920s was teaching at the school. In 1923, Havaronsky emigrated to the U.S. and settled in New York, where he founded a music conservatory and also lectured at Columbia University. Later, he organized a Ukrainian instrumental orchestra as well as a combined choir, both of which he directed until 1936. From the mid-30s on, he concentrated on composing and supporting Ukrainian youth. Haveronsky died September 11, 1949, in New York. I'm Glenn Robison, and tonight you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records having to do with Ukraine on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, 88.7 on your FM dial, and KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. KISL is a broadcast service of the Catalina Island Performing Arts Foundation. This next record is titled Ukrainska, which means Ukrainian and it's credited on the label to the Ukrainska Orchestra. But that's about the only Ukrainian thing about it. Thank you. 
That was the Yugoslavian Orchestra, credited on the label of Victor International Series V-21137, recorded September 14, 1939 in New York, as the Ukrainska Orchestra, with the waltz Ukrainska, which of course means Ukrainian. Ukrainska might mean Ukrainian, but it was written by Theodotus Dimitriadis, credited on the label as T. Demi. Greek musician, vocalist, composer, and record producer Theodotus Dimitriadis, better known as Tetos, was born in 1897 in Constantinople. He was heavily involved in the production of ethnic music in the U.S. and worked for Columbia, RCA Victor, and his own labels, Colonial and Standard. In addition to Greek, he also recorded Turkish, Albanian, Armenian, Romanian, Sephardic Jewish, and Ukrainian music. That was the Ukrainska Waltz by the Ukrainska Orchestra, but here by the Ukrainska Orchestra is the Ukrainska Polka. <laughs> Thank you. 
the Ukrainska Polka, played by the Ukrainska Orchestra. I don't have any discographical information about that record at all, other than it's Columbia 27023-F, and I'm not even sure if that's the same Ukrainska Orchestra as the previous record, but it's a nice record nonetheless. Choirs are a large part of Ukrainian music, and there's an old Ukrainian saying which goes, Bring together two Ukrainians, and you have the beginnings of another choir. Here is the Lyra Ukrainian Choir. folk song Virkovina, which again, if Google Translate is to be trusted, means Highland, sung there by the Lyra Ukrainian Choir from Columbia 27125-F, recorded in January of 1928. 
Unfortunately, I don't have any information about the Lyra Ukrainian Choir. And unfortunately, I don't have a lot of information about this next choral group either. It's the Berlaka male chorus, but unlike the Lyra Ukrainian Choir, this record was actually recorded in Ukraine. The Berlaka male chorus, recorded in Ukraine with an interesting piece, Ptishish Kor, or Bird's Choir. I believe that was recorded in 1935, and I'm not sure if it's the same group, but in 1988, there was a Berlaka male chorus performing in Toronto, Canada. That record is on the Boyan label, B-O-Y-A-N. The Boyan record label was owned by Myron Sermak founder of the Surma Ukrainian Bookstore, located in Manhattan's Lower East Side. Surmak, known as Papa, left his family in the Lviv region of Ukraine in 1910 to follow his brother to America. He founded the bookstore in 1918. The store was still going strong in 1982, selling a variety of products including honey, music, Easter egg decorating supplies, and even appliances, But Papa was retired and spending his time beekeeping with the store run by Sermak's son, Myron Jr. In 1985, Sermak's grandson, Markian, took over the store and ran it until 2016, when it closed after 98 years in business. I'm Glenn Robison, and this is a special all-Ukrainian edition of Rapidly Rotating Records. Ukrainians began to arrive in the U.S. in the 1880s, and by the 1920s there were approximately a half million living primarily on the East Coast in Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey. And, of course, they brought with them their music and customs. The next record is a depiction of a traditional Ukrainian village wedding. 
The parents of the bride invite the musicians to play and the guests to eat, drink, dance, and be merry. There's instrumental music, songs, humorous conversations between guests, and the father of the bride giving the couple the traditional parental blessing. This is part two of Ukrainska Vesilia.
from 1926, part two of Ukrainska Vasilya by Ukrainian-American fiddler Pavel Humenyuk. He was born in Ukraine in 1884 and emigrated to the U.S. at age 18. He played the violin from age six and in the U.S. created a musical ensemble which played at concerts, festivals, weddings, and in vaudeville. By 1940, he had recorded over 100 sides. That last record was about a wedding, but this next one is apparently the opposite. It's titled Devocha Vidmova, or Maiden's Refusal. performance of Devocha Vidmova, or Maiden's Refusal, by Ukrainian-American Theodore Swiston from around 1930. 
Pictures at an exhibition is a suite of ten piano pieces composed by Russian composer Modest Mazorgsky in 1874. It's his most famous piano piece and is a showpiece for virtuoso pianists, but became more widely known through other orchestrations and arrangements, most famous being Maurice Ravel's 1922 adaptation for full symphony orchestra. The composition is based on watercolors by Mazorgsky's friend, the artist, architect, and designer Victor Hartmann, whom he had met in 1868. Hartmann gave Mazorgsky two of the pictures that would later form the basis of the work. Hartmann died suddenly in 1873, and Mazorgsky was devastated and deeply depressed. Arts critic Vladimir Stasov helped organize a memorial exhibition in St. Petersburg of more than 400 of Hartmann's works. Mazorgsky lent the exhibition the two pictures Hartmann had given him and viewed the show in person. In June of 1874, Mazorgsky was inspired to compose pictures at an exhibition, which he completed in a remarkably short three weeks, but it was not published until 1886, five years after the composer's death. The tenth movement of the work is titled The Bogatyr Gates in the capital in Kiev, often translated as The Great Gate at Kiev. In 1869, Hartmann entered a design competition for a gateway to be erected at Kiev in commemoration of Tsar Alexander II's narrow escape from assassination at Kiev three years prior. Hartmann considered the watercolor his finest work, and it caused a public sensation, but the competition was called off and Hartmann's Kiev gate was never erected. Mazorgsky's music, however, lives on, and here is the tenth movement of Pictures at an Exhibition, The Great Gate at Kiev, performed by the Boston Symphony Orchestra under the direction of Serge Kusevitsky.
from Pictures at an Exhibition, composed by Majest Mazorksky, orchestrated by Maurice Ravel, The Great Gate at Kiev. That was the 109-piece Boston Symphony Orchestra, directed by Serge Kusevitsky, from Victor Red Seal 17295-B, recorded in Symphony Hall, Boston, on October 29, 1930. Ravel's orchestration of pictures was commissioned by Serge Kusevitsky in 1922. Next, we've got another choral work, this time by the Ukrainian National Chorus, directed by Alexander Koshets. The name of this piece translates as Hey, near Barishpol. Ukrainian National Chorus, directed by Alexander Koshets, singing Hey! near Barishpol, from Brunswick 15033, recorded in New York on September 26, 1922. 
The baritone soloist was a G. Leonov. Alexander Koshitz was born in Kiev on September 12, 1875. He graduated from the Kiev Theological Academy in 1901 and then studied at the Lysenko School of Music and Drama from 1908 to 1910. He taught choral music at the Imperial Conservatory of Music in Kiev and served as conductor and choir master of the Kiev Opera. After World War I, he co-founded the Ukrainian Republic Capella for the purpose of promoting Ukrainian culture abroad. The chorus gave its first concert on May 20, 1919, in Czechoslovakia. The name of the group was changed to the Ukrainian National Chorus, and they appeared at Carnegie Hall on October 5, 1921. Koshets moved to New York City in 1922, where he collected liturgical music and arranged and popularized Ukrainian folk music. In the early 1940s, he spent summers teaching in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, where he died in 1944 at age 69. I don't know what the title, Hey, Near Barishpol, means. It sounds like a place name, but I couldn't find any such place. But I did find that Barishpol is a very common surname in Ukraine. Hey, Near Barishpol was written by Nina Koshets. She was Alexander's niece and was an opera soprano, recital singer, and actress. She also recorded about a dozen sides for Brunswick in 1922 and another dozen or so for Victor in 1928. This next record is the oldest on tonight's show, recorded in 1919. It's titled which translates as Resurrection of Ukraine and it's Ukraine's original national anthem. Oh, 
Jevas Kreslo Ukraina, or Resurrection of Ukraine, sung by Mikhail Zazulak from Victor 72509, recorded in New York on October 23, 1919. Vzhevas Kreslo Ukraina is based on a patriotic poem written in 1862 by Pavlo Churinsky, the first line of which translates as, Ukraine is not yet dead. A year later, the prose was set to a musical score written by Mikhail Mikhailovich Verbitsky, a Ukrainian composer and Catholic priest. It was formally adopted as the national anthem of the briefly independent Ukrainian National Republic after the Russian Revolution in 1917. Mikhail Verbitsky was born March 4, 1815, and is considered to be one of the first professional Ukrainian composers. His father was a priest, and Verbitsky graduated from the Theological Seminary in Lviv and also became a priest, but was seriously interested in music. He wrote at least 133 compositions, large-scale secular and sacred choral works, chamber works, and orchestral music, including nine symphonies, as well as vocal ensembles, art songs, and arrangements of folk songs. Baritone Michael Zazulak was born September 23, 1887, in what is now Lviv, Ukraine. He emigrated to the U.S. in 1909 with his mother and sister and settled in New York. He studied voice with members of the Metropolitan Opera and made his Met debut in 1915. From 1915 to 1929, he made about 100 recordings, the vast majority in Ukrainian. Michael Zazulak died August 19, 1936, and is buried in Calvary Cemetery in Woodside, New York. Thanks for listening this past hour to Rapidly Rotating Records on KISL Avalon. I'm your host, Glenn Robison, and I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, when I hope we'll return to our usual, unusual potpourri of pop and jazz from the 1920s and 30s, and music to which you can't not tap your toes. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're going to end this special Ukrainian edition of Rapidly Rotating Records with the flip side of Vyut Vitra. This piece was also recorded January 26, 1937 in Hollywood with the orchestra directed by Nathaniel Shilkrit. Whereas Vyut Vitra was a folk tune whose author is unknown, the words and music to this piece were written by Igor Gorin. With prayers for the people of Ukraine and their country, here is Molitva, which means the prayer.
Bravo!